Let's open with a short prayer. Thank you, God, for your presence here today. For each one who is listening, each one who is here. We just ask you to bless them and bless this message that you helped me prepare. Lord, amen. Well, here it is, the first Sunday of Advent, the beginning of this season of Advent, where is the time of preparation and anticipation for the celebration of Christ's first coming at Christmas. And once again, as I began to prepare for today's message, I realized how much different I am from Pastor Dave. As I see him reading the material and scriptures and absorbing all of this like a sponge, well, I'm more like a shower scrubby, where he can soak me in all the information, then I get bumped, and most of everything that I was soaked in is suddenly gone. So you'll just have to bear with me. Much of this message comes from an article um, from David DeWitt of, called Preparing for Christmas. Well, three days ago, we were celebrating Thanksgiving and realized that even though we were in the middle of what has been quite a year, that has been completely upended by the virus and changes in our lives, we were able to still look across the table and see all of the things that we were blessed with over the last year. Then as soon as dinner is over and the dishes are cleaned, up we start to transition into getting ready for Christmas. Those boxes packed away months ago are brought out and all of that lovely Christmas stuff is put out. The houses are decorated with lights and trimmings and yards become the showcases of Christmas splendor. What do you do to prepare for Christmas? In my house, there's a mass cleaning effort. The whole house is clean from top to bottom to get everything into tip-top shape before any decorations can be put up. And the whole house gets a good cleaning. When the cleaning is complete, the house needs to be arranged for the decorating. The front room gets completely changed and the Christmas tree and all and for the Christmas tree and all the other decorations. Things and furniture are moved and everyday decorations are put away. The whole house is given a new look in preparation for the decorations. After all the proper arrangements have been made, the decorations come out and everything begins to take on the look of Christmas. The tree is set up with lights strung from top to bottom and ornaments are scattered on the branches. Various other trimmings make their appearance around the house. Becky displays her miniature Christmas towns. Garland lights are placed on the railing along with many other special decorations. When all of this is done, the work of preparation is nearly finished. The final preparation for Christmas revolves around the gifts. Lists are created and certain wants or specific needs and the shopping begins. Trips are made to various stores 
And the UPS truck has made so many trips to our house that he's left ruts in the driveway. And of course, it wouldn't be Christmas without a trip to the mall. The shopping is done so that we can give and receive gifts on Christmas Day. All of this is a great illusion of how God wants us to prepare for Christmas. When we truly prepare for Christmas, there is a personal cleaning. When we truly prepare for Christmas, there is a new arrangement of our priorities. And when we truly prepare for Christmas, there is a decorating of the heart. When we truly prepare for Christmas, there is a receiving and giving of gifts. First, the cleaning, the cleaning of our heart. Blessed are the pure of heart, for they will see God. This is what it says in Matthew 5.8. The word blessed literally means happy in the original Greek. From this statement of Jesus, we see that the pure in heart are the happy in heart. Why? Simply because they will one day see God. Now this sounds really simple, doesn't it? Because all that you need is a pure heart. I don't know about you, but there's a lot of days when my heart seems to be more polluted than pure. I get angry when someone cuts me off when I'm driving on the highway. I get frustrated when my best plans come unraveled. And sometimes I lose my temper over stupid and insignificant problems. Maybe none of this applies to you. Maybe you aren't like me and you have your life completely together. Everything in your life completely together. Maybe you have no problem with this pure heart issue. But for those of you who are like me and still struggle with being pure in heart, I have a question. How can we become pure in heart? What do we have to do? I have some extremely bad news for you. There is nothing you can do to make your heart pure. The good news is that God is the one who cleans the heart and all that you need to do is just ask him. David asked God for this exact same thing. Create in me a pure heart and renew a right spirit within me. That came from Psalm 51.10. God granted David's request and gave him a clean heart. He can do the same for you. All you need to do is ask him. Then second, the arranging of our priorities. Matthew 6, 33 says, But seek first the kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. An essential part of preparing for Christmas involves rearranging. Just as we arrange our homes, schedules, and other aspects of our lives for Christmas, God wants us to arrange our hearts for Christmas. His desire is for you to make room and more room for his son 
in your heart. When we make this extra room in the heart, God blesses us more with more of Christ. It is then that the blessings of God begin to rapidly flow into our lives and overflow into the lives of others. When we put Christ in the center of our lives, everything else comes together. When Jesus made this statement of seeking the kingdom of God first, he was giving the antidote for worry. Jesus makes it clear that if we are to succeed in life, our focus must be on God first. We become so busy celebrating this season that we totally miss the reason for the season. We become centered on shopping for the right gift and forget to tell others of God's perfect gift. We are not prepared for Christmas until our priorities are in line. Thirdly, the decorating of our heart. What does God do to decorate a heart? I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. God decorates a heart by gutting the old and creating something new. When he comes to decorate our heart, he must have complete control over our whole life. For too often, we only give God partial control and we only allow him to make the changes that we approve of. God's desire is to take your life to make it even more beautiful. God wants to add value to your life. God wants only the best for your life, and he wants to be the influence of your life. However, he waits for you to give him permission to do the work. God desires to decorate your life with his blessing and to give you something completely new. The receiving of gifts. Hmm. Yet to all who receive him, to those who believe in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. It was John 1.12. John speaks of those who receive Christ. The Greek meaning of the word receive means to welcome or to accept. John is making it clear that we are to welcome Christ into our lives. The receiving is not just for part of or some of our life, but rather it is for every area of our life. Christ must also be believed. To believe in the name of Jesus means to put faith in him as a person and in what he represents. The simple act is life-changing and transforming because we become children of God. God has given us an incredible gift. By faith in Christ, we can become children of God. When we accept Christ, we are ushered into God's family. John says that through Christ, we are given the right to become children of God. 
Literally, we are given permission to join God's family. By faith in Christ, we become a part of eternity. Our citizenship is now changed, and we gain an interest in heaven. Our position in life is changed. We gain a dwelling place in heaven and a and divine grace from God the Father. The giving of gifts. One of the greatest joys of Christmas is found in giving. It is indeed better to give than receive. I can tell you for sure that I don't always enjoy the shopping, but I do enjoy the wrapping, and I love to give the gifts. The same may be true for you. You love to watch others tear through the wrapping. You love to watch their faces light up. And you love to hear the words. It's just what I wanted. It might surprise you, but this applies to Christ as well. There is great joy when you give a gift to Christ. But what does Christ want from you? My child, give me your heart and let your eyes keep to my ways. In Proverbs 23, 6. The greatest gift you can give to Christ is yourself. I believe that there are many in our community who are in this time of waiting and anticipating. Some may be waiting to hear about Jesus for the first time. Some are just now ready to accept him and allow the Holy Spirit into their hearts for the first time. And some are being called to share the good news of our Lord and Savior with others. So where are you with your preparations for Christmas? Are there some areas of your heart that need to be cleaned? Maybe you need to rearrange some of the things that make more room for Christ in your life. Perhaps your heart is fairly barren and needs some of God's blessing for decorations. Have you received the gift of Christ and have you given him your heart? The first candle, the hope candle was lit today. And I hope that this year, the wonder of Christmas can come alive for you in brand new ways. If you open your heart, and allow God to prepare you for Christmas. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, I have an open and willing heart. Just need you to come in, scrub away the parts that uh, are not clean, and replace it with your love and mercy. Lord, I ask you to be with us through this entire time of Advent and allow us all to spend more time in getting to know you better and doing the work that you have laid out for us. In Christ's name, amen.